Hey there, this is Pastor Corey, and welcome to the Branch Life Podcast. After you're done listening, I invite you to connect with us at branchlife.church to make sure you're up to date with everything going on at Branch Life. Want to share what you heard today? Subscribe to our YouTube channel and share this video with someone you want to encourage. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope that this presentation helps you connect with Christ and challenges you to reach those around you with the good news of Jesus. Hey guys, Pastor Josh here. Thanks so much for joining us today for our worship online. We're glad that you are with us today. Hey, I want to introduce you to two friends of mine that we've met during our COVID quarantine times together as we've been out uh, hanging out around lakes and uh, rivers. Uh, we found two turtles. This is Squirtle and this is War Turtle. Uh, Squirtle is a painted turtle and uh, War Turtle, he is a red-eared slider. And I wanted to show them to you guys because we're going to use their temporary home, which hangs out in our kitchen most times, for an illustration today as we jump into today's topic in Daniel, the book of Daniel, Faith in Uncertain Times. You know, as I put our painted turtles back into their home, and I start to demonstrate uh, the power of perspective. And one of the things that we want to talk about today is this idea that our perspective changes our perception of what's real. You know, as I reach in and I start moving my fingers around from your perspective, as you see the turtle and my hand, you may think, oh, those are bigger than they're supposed to be, or they're not exactly lined up. And it's hard to tell what's real and what's changed based simply on perspective. You know, perspective is a powerful thing. And when we go through troubled times, when we go through hard times, sometimes our perspective changes. And that's an opportunity. Today, we're going to talk about the power of transformation that we have available to us during troubled times. What if COVID-19 is an opportunity for you to change. We're going to talk about that today in week five of Faith in Uncertain Times. So here we are, guys. We're in uh, week five of our Daniel series, and we're going to be in Daniel chapter five. We're in the midst of the pandemic. We're on to over two months that we have been under our stay-at-home order here in the Philadelphia area. I just want to pause and say, how you doing? How, how's things going? How are you feeling? And, and this morning, as we stop and we pause to worship together and to look at God's word together, I think you're going to be challenged. I think you're going to be encouraged. So stick with us. We're right around graduation season. And when I was a youth pastor, it used to be my job to go to as many graduations as possible. There'd be some seasons where I went to as many as six or seven graduation ceremonies over the course of just a few weeks, celebrating with all of the high school students. Now, I know we don't have graduation ceremonies right now because of what's happening with COVID, but I'll tell you one story that I had. There was a day that our two local public schools had their graduations on the same day, and we had students in both places. Now, the ceremonies were an hour apart in time and 15 minutes apart in travel distance, 
And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to start at one and finish at the other. So I started at one graduation and I got through as much as I possibly could and tried to time it perfectly so I could drive to the second graduation and then celebrate as our students walked across that stage, a once in a lifetime opportunity, celebrating 12 years of hard work. And I was going to be there to cheer them on. I went from graduation number one, I got in the car and I forgot to take into account the parking problems that they have at these graduations. Hundreds and hundreds of students with every relative you could ever think of, every second cousin, all driving their own cars and taking up all the parking spots. By the time I got to the second school, there wasn't a parking spot within five miles of that place. I had to park like in another country and run as fast as I could to make it to see my students graduate. Well, the moral of the story is it was too late. I missed it. I missed their graduation moment because I didn't time it right. I didn't have a parking spot where it needed to be. It was too late. Today, as we go into Daniel chapter five, I want you to ask yourself the question, is it too late? And here's one of the powerful truths that we have. As long as there is breath in your lungs, and as long as God is on the throne, it is not too late to do what it is God wants you to do. There may be some changes and challenges ahead, but let's go after those challenges. Let's make those changes before it's too late. In Daniel chapter 5, we're going to see this incredible story unfold about not waiting until it's too late. So here's where we're at in our series called Faith in Uncertain Times. For now, uncertain time, uncertainty means uh, that everything is changing. We are living in uncertain times and everything is changing. We used to, we thought two months ago what graduations would look like this year and everything is changing. The way we celebrate birthdays is changing. The way we have meetings is changing. The way that we do church is changing. Everything is changing. And it, that's what uncertainty is. It's not knowing what things, how things are going to be and what they're going to look like. So for now, uncertainty means everything is changing. What if? What if the uncertainty that we have right now, what if COVID-19 is an opportunity for change? What if the change is needed? And what if there's something that you can change in this moment for the good? What if there's something that can get stronger or better? What if there's something that needed to be removed or eliminated that could actually be taken away? In your home, in your worship, in your relationships? What if COVID-19 is an opportunity for change? And when we come out on the other side of this, we are better for it. The question that I want to ask yourself today is, how have you changed? Last week, we talked about this and we wanted you to pause and do a little bit of a self-evaluation and ask yourself, how have you seen God? What is God doing in you? Take your own pulse if you will, and kind of see how you're doing. Give yourself a little bit of a, a moment to be still and ask yourself, hey, what's going on? If you've ever uh, ridden an airplane, you always listen to the stewardess as they say to buckle your seatbelt and know where all the exits are. And in case of emergency, if we lose cabin pressure, these oxygen masks are going to fall out of the roof above you. And if you're sitting with a friend or with a child, you're supposed to put your oxygen mask on first before you help the person next to you. Last week, we asked you to take that oxygen mask and to breathe and to ask yourself, what, what is happening in me? How am I doing? 
Now today, we want to ask you a second question in the second part of the story. How have you changed? What is different inside of you? Do you find that you are more anxious right now or less? Do you have more financial freedom or are you financially strained? Are your relationships improving as you are stuck together in the house or are they under stress? What's changed at work? What's changed in your heart? What's changed in your thinking? How have things changed? Well, in Daniel chapter 5, we're going to have a continuation of our discussion that we started last week. Daniel chapter 5 is actually part 2 of chapter 4. And if we wanted to title it, one of the titles could be, Like Father, Like Son. In Daniel chapter 4, we talked all about this incredible character, King Nebuchadnezzar. And he was literally the king of the world. He was one of the most prosperous kings, most powerful kings of all time. And he went from somebody who didn't believe in God Most High to someone who followed and submitted and honored God Most High. And his journey is spectacular. If you want to see his journey and follow it along, you can jump to our YouTube page and, and watch our studies from Daniel chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4, and you'll learn all about him. But at the end of chapter 4, King Nebuchadnezzar's story is over. King Nebuchadnezzar passes from the scene, and in chapter 5, there is a new king on the throne, and it's King Nebuchadnezzar's son, Belteshazzar. And Belteshazzar was a young king, and he was a brand new king, and this is the only chapter that we learn about Belteshazzar. Now think about it. He became the king of the most prosperous empire of all time. He followed the most successful king of all time, and he saw his dad's journey. Now, was he like his father, or did he do his own thing? In Daniel chapter 5, we're going to see the continuation of this principle that trouble always transforms. Trouble always changes, and it always causes change to happen. Now, the question is, is it going to cause change for the good, or is it going to cause change for the bad? Is the trouble that you're facing today in, in this COVID-19 pandemic causing you to change for the good? Or is it causing you to change for the bad? King Nebuchadnezzar had to learn the lesson the hard way to have his change be for the good. And Belteshazzar had the opportunity to listen and learn that same lesson. But he didn't quite follow in his father's footsteps. So in Daniel chapter 5, the story goes, Belteshazzar, we're introduced to him the night of a party, and he's gathered his friends, and he's gathered people from all over Babylon, and they're partying, and they're, they're drinking, and they're eating, and they're being merry, and he is just using all the wealth and all the power of this world to really have a good time. And in this particular party, he does something that's blasphemous. He takes the vessels that were stolen from chapter 1 from the Hebrew temple, and he uses those holy vessels as instruments of partying. They drank their drink from those things. They used them in this party phase, and, and this moment was it. It was the last straw for God Most High. And in the middle of this party, the story goes that a hand, a divine hand, reaches in and writes a message on the wall. And the finger strokes onto the wall words that were not understandable to anybody there at the party. 
And the Bible says that King Belteshazzar was fearful. He was faint. His knees were knocking together. He was terrified. Wouldn't you be terrified if a ginormous hand appeared and wrote a message on your wall? That's exactly what happened to this king. And so the king starts calling for all the wise men and all the counselors to come in and translate this message. What does it mean? What could it possibly be saying? What is this divine hand trying to communicate to everyone who's at this party? And in somewhere between the death of King Nebuchadnezzar and the rule of King Belteshazzar, Daniel had been moved to the side. Daniel had had a place of prominence under King Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel had introduced King Nebuchadnezzar to the God Most High. They worshiped the same God. But Belteshazzar went a different direction than his father. He had to be reminded about Daniel, who was really good at interpreting strange things. And so Daniel was brought to the party, and he was shown uh, the writing on the wall. And here's what's fascinating about chapter 5. In Daniel chapter 5, Daniel takes the time to repeat the exact same story from Daniel chapter 4. He stops and he tells the story of King Nebuchadnezzar, the story of the dream that he had about the tree covering the earth and the tree being knocked down and that tree representing King Nebuchadnezzar, the story of King Nebuchadnezzar standing on the balcony and saying, look at what I built, look at what I did, and instantly being brought down and losing his senses for seven seasons until King Nebuchadnezzar realized that it was God most high that raises kings and brings them down, that rules from kingdom to kingdom, from generation to generation, until King Nebuchadnezzar lifted his eyes to God Most High and worshiped and honored and extolled that God. Then his senses were brought back. Then he followed that God. The king of the world transformed his life and became a follower of God, God Almighty, through this time of trouble that was brought on him. And Daniel reminds King Belteshazzar about this story in this moment. Now, in chapter 4, when Daniel interprets the dream, and the dream is terrifying, and the dream says, hey, you're going to be chopped down, you're going to lose your senses, you're going to be like an animal for seven seasons. Daniel pauses, and here's a powerful verse that I want us to look at today and be encouraged by. Daniel says this to King Nebuchadnezzar in chapter 4. He says, therefore, O king. Let my counsel be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by practicing righteousness. Hand your iniquities by showing mercy to the oppressed, that there may perhaps be a lengthening of your prosperity. Daniel was reminding the king, yes, it's good to remember what God has done for you, but don't forget who God is. And and here's what you can do, king. You can... You can break off your sins. You can can stop sinning. You can step away from those things and live a righteous life. Live the way that God wants you to do. He's basically saying to the king, King, you have a chance to make some changes. You can make some changes. You can make some decisions and change your behavior and do what you know pleases God and stop doing what you know displeases God. He said that you can stop your iniquities. You can stop your wrongdoing by showing mercy to the oppressed. You know, God cares about the plight of the oppressed. God cares deeply about the widows and the orphans, about those who are being uh, treated unjustly, whether it's their social standing or the color of their skin. 
God preaches unity of people and that we are better and stronger together. And God said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. No qualifications, no exceptions. And King Nebuchadnezzar was being reminded of this. Daniel was saying, hey, love God, live a godly life and love your neighbor. Love the people around us. Don't be cruel and unjust to other people because they're from other countries, because they speak other languages or because they don't have as much money as you. And King, if you make these changes, you may lengthen your prosperity. You might not have to go through this. God won't have to get your attention. But if you don't, he will. You see, sometimes the trouble that we go through is self-inflicted. Now, here's the truth that we want you to understand today. Self-inflicted trouble can be avoided. Self-inflicted trouble can be avoided. Now, the COVID-19 pandemic is not your fault, and it's not my fault. It's not something that we inflicted upon ourselves. It's here whether we like it or not. But there is trouble within this trouble that could be a direct result of choices that you're making. So to avoid self-inflicted trouble, let's ask the question, what needs to change? If Daniel was going to come and give you advice in this moment, he would say to you, friend, mom, dad, teenager, son, daughter, grandmother, grandparent, college student, let me give you counsel. I want you to stop sinning and I want you to live righteously. What would he point out in you? I want you to turn away from your iniquities and I want you to treat your neighbor with love like you would treat yourself. Who would he point out to you? What is it that needs to change? And the trouble that we're facing right now, COVID-19, could be an opportunity for us to see what needs to change. And we could address some of those things. Maybe your worship needs to change. Maybe you need to lean in to worship more. Maybe you need to connect more in, in serving and loving God in this season. Hey, love God with all your heart and live in a godly way. Maybe there's some practices that you can see in this moment. They're unhealthy. They shouldn't be a part of what's going on. Now that you've been stuck together in the same place with the same people, you can realize that there's some things that were unhealthy in some of those relationships. And now is the opportunity that you have to work on it. Last week, we focused on this thought that trouble always transforms. And th this week, we want to say that that's an opportunity that we have for change. What if COVID-19 is the opportunity that you and I have to make changes before it's too late? Can I just really briefly today give you three possibilities of areas that could change? What I want to ask you to do this week is to continue your conversation with God. And maybe there are other ways that you can specifically change, that you can grow, that you can strengthen your connection to Christ that aren't related to these three. But let me give you three options in the few moments that we have together. Maybe one of the areas that you need to seek change is in relationships. Relationships. Man, if there's anything that's happening now that's causing you to look at your relationships in a new way, it's this trouble, it's this pandemic. Maybe you're separated from people that you really enjoy being together with, and that separation is making your heart grow fonder. Maybe there's people that you're stuck with in the same place, and usually you need distance, and you need space, and you need time, but you're not getting any of those things. Instead, you're faced with the reality of the health 
or lack of health in those relationships. Let me ask you this way. What if on the other end of COVID-19, you came out of this and your relationships were stronger? What if your marriage was stronger than it's ever been before? What if your relationships with your kids were stronger than it has ever been before? One of the coolest things that we see right now in this season is parents with their adult children who are usually away at college or working in other parts of the world are all back home together and they're renewing friendships and relationships with their adult age children because they've had two months where they were not supposed to be together, but now they're enjoying connecting with each other on a whole nother level. For a lot of people, those relationships are growing and they can become stronger. What can you do to change the relationships around you to make them better and to make them stronger? In Ephesians chapter 4, we have some powerful verses that I want to read to you as an encouragement today as you think about the area of relationships in your life. And here's, here's what it says. With all humility and gentleness and with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit of the bond of peace. Are you, as a follower of Christ, are you, as someone who cherishes the relationships that you have, are you, through humbleness and gentleness, treating the people around you in love, striving for unity? What can you do, husband, to strengthen your relationship with your wife in this season that you couldn't do before? What can you do, mom, to strengthen your relationship with that daughter? What can you do, grandmother, to reach out and to connect with these kids? I, Pastor Scott and Brooke are having a, a, an incredible time. They're, Pastor Scott's parents at 2 p.m. every day are getting on FaceTime and they're doing their school reading with their grandkids from total different parts of the country. Why are they doing it? Because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Here's one of the things that we believe at Branch Life Church, and we believe this fully and wholeheartedly. We believe that we are better together. When God says, love one another, when God says, love your neighbor as yourself, we believe it. And so one of the relationships that we believe in is loving our neighbors, loving those in the community that are less fortunate than us, loving those that are in need. And so we've worked hard as a church to supply food, to help feed the Pottstown area. We've heard, worked hard as a church to try and investigate what needs are out there to encourage those that are quarantined or by themselves. We've worked hard as a church to stay connected with one another through our small groups and, and through these virtual times together, through prayer, because we believe that we are better together. And in this world, there is repeated examples of injustice where this truth principle where God said you are created in the image of God and we are equal in God's eyes is constantly pushed aside. During this season, what if we came together as a country, as a nation, and as a people instead of tearing each other apart? What if we lifted each other up instead of tearing each other down? I want to challenge you that there is in this season and this pandemic a very real temptation to look at someone else who has a different point of view, to look at someone else who has a different opinion about what's going on, and to tear them down, to literally think poorly of them because they stand on a different political platform. Don't let these things divide us. Let the gospel be the thing that unifies us 
And let us hold up in humility and gentleness one another in love, striving for the unity of the Spirit. Can you humbly and gently love people even that you disagree with? The second area that you may want to address some things that may need to change is in the area of finances. There's nothing like a pandemic to expose the strength or weaknesses of your finances. It can be a challenge in these moments if you haven't been working for months on end, if you've needed support even to put a meal on your table. But as you find yourself in whatever financial state you are, here's an opportunity to observe a place to change. You've probably heard it said, and so have I, that a good business or a good model to hold on to is to have three to six months of emergency funds in your reserves. And when you first heard that, what was your reaction? Three to six months of expenses saved up. I can hardly save up enough for next week, let alone three to six months worth. But those people who took the self-disciplined step to actually save up three to six months of expenses now are very grateful that they did. We probably will have a new normal as we move forward from this time. We probably are going to realize that, hey, we may need to save for six months to a year's worth of expenses before we start doing other things in our financial planning. And whether you're a business owner or a leader of a family or a leader of a ministry, you may realize that, hey, the way that we map out our financial plans might have to change. But that's okay. And how you deal with your finances represents your faith in God. Another one of our values at Branch Life Church is radical generosity. And here's a principle that we've said before uh, as we've taught about money. Debt destroys generosity. When you live in a, in a season and a, a, a pattern of debt where you're constantly trying to play catch up, you're constantly trying to pay the bills, it is very difficult for you then to be generous financially with those around you in need. And in this season, those that have faithfully worked to build up their finances and their reserve funds have had the ability to continue with generosity during this moment and during this time. So where are you? Where have you found yourself in this financial moment? And what can you do to change? How can we improve from here? And and right now, the resources aren't there. Right now, we're just trying to get by day to day. But maybe on the other side of this, the decisions that we make, the things that we choose to do with our finances can be different and can be better for the glory of God so that we can be radically generous. Let me give you a third area to think of. And maybe for you, the area that might need to change is a personal area. Maybe it's, it's simply the idea of perspective that needs to change in your thinking and in your life. As we go through our personal opinions, as we think about the way we see the world, maybe this particular trouble has caused you to rethink some things. You know, uh, one of our, our pastors, Pastor Annie Stanley, talked about some of these changes this past week in his series he talked about the idea of people having one opinion about God and one opinion about faith in this moment, being open to rethinking that position. And maybe that's you. Maybe today in this moment, you're thinking about who God is. Your worldview has changed in its perspective. And today I want to encourage you with this thought 
that perspective changes perception of what's true. Our perspective changes our perception of what's true. At the beginning of our talk, I introduced you guys to our friends Squirrel and War Turtle. They live in this tank, and when you stick your hand in the water, the angle of your perception, perspective, changes your perspective of what's true. How big or how little, what the angle is of entry, what the connection points are. Is that, a, is that turtle actually that size, or is my perspective skewing my perception of reality? And when your search for truth is tainted by your perspective, maybe it's a good thing that your perspective changes. I want to encourage you to take a, a new look at God, to take a new look at faith, like King Nebuchadnezzar, who was introduced to God, who then included God, at least in a part of what he believed, but ultimately he invited God into his life and he honored him with everything. When you make the decision to follow God, it totally transforms your perspective and you can see truth in a brand new way. You will not regret the decision to follow God, to turn your eyes to God. In Daniel chapter 4, in the end of King Nebuchadnezzar's story, as, as he's coming out of his season of humiliation where, where he was removed from his throne and he lost his senses, in verse 34 he says, At the end of the day, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my reason returned to me. And I love the order of that. When he looked up at heaven, when he lifted his eyes up to heaven to see God, then in that moment, his reason returned, and he was able to understand the truth like he had never understood it before. And I blessed the Most High God, and I praised and honored him and lived with him forever. Today, maybe this season, maybe this trouble has allowed you to see that you need God. You need God in your life. God can give you hope and peace and a future. God can give you guidance and leadership as you worship him and love him with all of your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Will you consider your relationship with God today? If you're ready to become a follower of God or if you want to investigate what it means to know God more, we want to encourage you to go to the gospel tab on our webpage at branchlife.church slash the gospel. And on that tab, you'll be able to look a little bit more at detail about what it means and how to become a follower of God. And there you can let us know that you've made this decision. Or if you have any questions, you can ask them there or you can ask them on the response card. And we'd love everyone to fill out a response card today. You know, if you're listening in this moment, whether it's live or in the rebroadcast, would you take a moment to fill out your response card and let us know what which of these three areas we can pray for for you? Is there uh, some challenges in your relationships that you'd like to address, some changes that you'd like to make, like to become stronger in some areas, in an area of finances or maybe your personal perspective, your worldview? And if those are the areas where, where you feel like changes can be made, would you just let us know and we will pray for you in those areas. So everybody head out and fill one of those response cards simply by click, clicking on the tab that's available in each of your platforms or anytime on the website branchlife.church and hit the response card tab. Well, as we transition from uh, trying to understand what some possibilities are to change, remember there's probably lots of other ways 
that we can change. I want you to think about the power of perspective in this moment. You know, just this week, there was a a rocket launch. It's going to be the first business launch. SpaceX is going to launch uh, two astronauts into space. They're going to do it on Saturday. And hopefully it was successful and those astronauts got into space. And if we took our perspective and we just said, you know what, what I see is what I get. And, and there are a lot of people that walk around this planet. And from our perspective, it'd be easy to say, we live on a flat planet. It's just one big, long, flat planet. And if you walk all too far that way, you're going to fall off the edge. And, and from that perspective, this makes sense. But these guys are launching off into space. And they're going to have a whole new perspective. And they're going to look down onto planet Earth. And they're going to say, you know what, it's not flat. It's round. It's a circle, and our perspective can be changed. When our perspective changes, our perception of what's true often changes. So as you consider what needs to change, will you this week take some time and say, hey, God, show me what needs to change before it's too late? What if COVID-19 is an opportunity to change before it's too late? Now, at the end of Daniel chapter 5, as we get back to our story in this week's chapter, we see that the writing is on the wall. You know, the writings on the wall is one of those colloquialisms, one of those sayings that we say. And did you know that this is where this comes from? It comes from Daniel chapter 5 because the message that was written on the wall meant, hey, time's up. It meant for King Belteshazzar that it was too late. Here's how chapter 5 closes. In verse 21, it says this, until your father knew that he, the Most High God, rules the kingdom of mankind and sets it over who he will. And you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart. Remember, he's being reminded of the story in chapter 5. And his father, King Nebuchadnezzar, knew, he realized, that the God Most High was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and that we, in that perspective, were nothing. But Belteshazzar did not humble his heart. He thought he was bigger than he was. Though you knew all this. See, Belteshazzar knew his dad's story. Belteshazzar knew about his dad's commitment. Yet Belteshazzar decided not to make changes. But you, Belteshazzar, have lifted up yourself against the Lord of heaven. And you have praised the gods of silver and gold and bronze and iron and wood and stone which do not see or hear or know, but the God in whose hands your breath and whose are your ways you have not honored. The God most high holds your very breath, your ways in his hands. And he asks us to honor him with that breath, to honor him in our ways. The writing on the wall, mine, mine, tikel, parson, Mine is God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end. Twice God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end. Tikel, you have been weighed and balanced and found wanting. And Pires, your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. For King Belshazzar, it was too late. At this point, the writing was on the wall. That very night, Belshazzar the king was killed, and his kingdom was 
divided? What if COVID-19 is your opportunity to change? What if this is for you a time where you can pause and it's a a, a once in a lifetime opportunity. Hopefully we'll never have to go through this again. But through this opportunity, what if it's your opportunity to come out stronger on the other end? God has an opportunity for you. God is calling you to repair, to grow, to strengthen your connection to Christ. God is calling you to build godly choices into your relationships, into your finances, and into your personal perspective. God is calling you to transformation. Trouble always transforms. Will you deepen and strengthen your faith in this uncertain time? We want you to join us next week as we jump into Daniel chapter 6 and we get into one of the most famous passages in the Bible, Daniel and the lion's den. It's going to be a week you don't want to miss. Thank you guys for joining us today. God bless you through this week.